they can get the video ready. Her name is Blair Wingo, and she was part of a, a like this movement, Passion for Christ movement, a bunch of young radicals that used spoken word and music to express how they felt about God, to express how the world treats God, to express how we should treat God. And the title of this video, she's a, this is one of her poems. She says, allow me to reintroduce to Christ. And I ask everybody to listen, pay close attention. Do not bother your neighbor. Do not say anything. Do not speak. But listen to what she says. Amen. Amen. You can play it. We got a false Jesus being betrayed. I've seen on TV, acting cool, you see he's changed. A different Jesus from the Bible, so allow me to bring the real Christ on stage. Not that black Jesus, the one not based on fat Jesus, too often displayed. The Christ in glory, not the one on your chain. Because he's the real Jesus piece that only dwells in the same. So allow me to paint the picture of Christ in the scripture, preaching faith and repentance that your too cool Jesus never seems to mention. It seems like he's down with all the things that you do. But come on, there's only one Jesus who is true. So which one will you let reign over you? Who? The millionaire Jesus who just wants to make you rich? Give you some ice, fame, money to prove that you are blessed? The Black Panther Jesus who throws up his black fist? The Reintroduce the Christ. He's been distorted by the people and it just ain't right. So allow me to reintroduce 
feet us and require us to repent from all sin, to be born again, to never blend in this world and Broadway is a street that walks the material world she's got you seduced. She feeds you a pony Jesus that doesn't want to save you from your sins, but wants to kick it with you. Like, Jesus is my homeboy, or Jesus got me employed, or Jesus is my decoy. But will the real Jesus please stand up, the one who is true? Because he's been locked out. And he fired and he left it up. He wrecked it up to the point that if the real Jesus came back right now, Two of the church would probably hang him upside down, hit him to one of these beams and crucify him again because he's not down with your sin. And it hurts me to see how the church will defend their lifestyle. It's like, wow. Don't we want to know Christ? The one who willingly gave his life to set us free from our sin, you see. And I must do this by any means necessary. See, I must never hide the light. So tonight, I'm going to introduce Jesus Christ. I said, I'm going to introduce Jesus Christ because he's been distorted by the people and it just ain't right. So I'm going to introduce Jesus Christ because one day, dude, he is coming back. And it's important that you recognize him because the scripture talks about that. Many people saying, I'm Jesus. No, I'm Jesus. No, I'm Jesus. But which one is that? And you've got to get in the Bible to see about that, that he's coming in the clouds with power and glory. And every knee will bow testify to his authority. So this Jesus of the scripture better take priority. Not the one that's accepted everywhere by the majority, when he himself said the world would hate him. So why all of a sudden does the world want to date him? Um, oh, oh. You haven't given in to this. Come as you are, stay as you are, Jesus. He had this wonderful plan for my life, Jesus. You don't need repentance, Jesus, or all roads lead to Jesus. I hope you haven't given into this, but you serve the one who is holy. Because it would be something if on Judgment Day, the Jesus you've been serving was simply an angel of light, which covered a legion of demons masquerading as Christ. All this time serving the Jesus who's not been piercing his feet and wrists, who has no sword coming out of his mouth, no rod of righteousness. To go on day by day by day and willingly miss because we're serving a created image that leads you to the abyss. So let's get into scripture so we're not fooled by this Jesus who when we're sinning, he's still with us. We'll get into this Jesus that the world loves and he's cool with your worldly music, worldly TV, you going to the club, your sex, your life, your vanity, your phony love, the very thing that calls Christ in the scripture to shed blood. So let's make sure we're serving the right Christ, not a wolf in sheep clothing that's got you enticed. The true one. Want to make you new one. The only begotten son. things right with God, and, and I repented, and I, and I came back to Christ, Christ, today, who is Jesus to you? I saw that video, you have no idea, 
the Lord had a call in my life, and he was calling me. But when I saw that, tears were coming down because it was this. He was knocking on my heart, and I knew it. And I wanted that. What she was talking about, I wanted that. I was going after that. Nothing was Who is Jesus to me? I'm going after him. Today, youth, we're talking about who is Jesus to you. You know, we're coming off a great excitement. You know, we're excited for what God is doing. But hold on a minute. Before we get on to what God has for us, we got to get the foundation right. we got to get the basics right. Who is Jesus to you? Who is he? Think about that right now. Who is he to you? Mark 6, 1 through 6. If you have your Bibles, you can open up there, but I'll read it. It's up on the screen. It says this. Jesus left there and went to his hometown, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things, they asked? What's this wisdom that has been given to him? What are these remarkable miracles he is performing? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Verse 4, Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own town, among his relatives and his own home. He could not do any miracles there. Watch this. He could not do any miracles there except lay hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. Jesus Christ was amazed at many things in the Bible. And it talks about great men coming to Jesus Christ and saying, If you say the word, God, if you say it's true, it's going to be done. My daughter will be healed. It's done. And the Bible says Jesus was amazed at his faith, how much faith he had. Guess what? Jesus was amazed at something else, too. He was amazed at their lack of faith. How do you see Jesus? Mark 6, 2-3 says this. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. But then he started saying to themselves, where did this man get these things? They asked. What's this wisdom that has been given to him? What are these remarkable miracles he's performing? You see, they're talking amongst themselves. Wait a minute. This is Jesus Christ. He grew up with us. Wait, hold on a second. This does not make sense. Who is this guy? Now he can talk like he has some power. Hold on. Listen to what the Bible says. What is remarkable miracles he is performing? Verse 3. Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. How do you see Jesus? The Gospels record Jesus' ministry, which was about three years from age 30 to 33 when he died on the cross. Other than that, his life story we don't have recorded in the Bible. But here we know that Jesus grew among people in his own hometown. He was just a normal kid. Jesus was born in a manger, everybody, and he grew up just like everybody else. He probably had friends. He had brothers and sisters. It says right there. But check this out. When Jesus started his ministry, he started preaching. He started giving forth the word, laying hands on people. People were amazed. They said they were amazed. But then he started saying to himself, hold on a second. Isn't this, isn't this that same Jesus who went to second grade with me? Isn't that that same Jesus that his mom lived down the corner and his brothers and sisters were always over there? And isn't that, Je- hold on a second. And they took offense. And G- How do you see Jesus today? 
Today we don't live in the times of Jesus, but we live in a time where the Holy Spirit is moving. I'm telling you something. The Holy Spirit is moving. God is touching people's lives. God is bringing people back to him. But how do you see him? Who is he to you? Because if you don't see him the right way, you're not going to care anything that happens in this place. You're not going to care what happens in your life. How do you see Jesus? How do you see coming to church? What has that become to you? Oh, i got to go to church. Today's Friday. I have to go. How do you see it? You see, if you see Jesus, the one who saved you from sin, you'd be excited. Because you're coming to a place where a body of believers get to worship together. You see, back in the time of the disciples, they loved it because they were being persecuted. And whenever they got, to get, got together, they encouraged each other. They built each other up. Man, this is all for Jesus. And guess what? They lived in a time when they saw Jesus. They know about the miracles because they saw it firsthand. And they were excited about God. But some of us today come to church just, I got to go today. My brother's going, so I have to go. How do you see coming to church? Do you feel his love? The love for God so loved the world. Come on, somebody. For God so loved the world. He loved the world. Guess what? Let me tell you something. You can feel that love. You can know. You can feel it. It's not something that you read in pages, and it's something you can't grasp, but you can feel the love of a God in heaven today. Some of you guys might forget what that's about. Some of you guys might be coming to church because you know it's a good thing, but you guys are not feeling that love that you're supposed to have in a relationship. He loves you so much, and he wants you to feel that. Today, do not leave this place without feeling his love. Guys, he's moving today. Listen up. You can feel it today. You can know there's a God in heaven that he loves you. Come on, somebody. Believe in him. Have faith. The Bible talks about that all the time. Believe in him. Have faith. That's what he was teaching. He was preaching, repent, have faith, believe. Come on. That's the same message today. You know, we're coming off a great holiday Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for all these different things in my life. But if we can't see God for who he is, something's wrong. You know, and I could have talked about Thanksgiving and all these different things, how we're supposed to be thankful. And that's good to be thankful. I want you guys to be thankful. But understand this. Knowing who he is to you is the most important thing. Because if somebody else can explain who Jesus Christ to them, but you can't even say, well, well, well I go to church. You go to church and what? Uh, 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 and you have no words because there's no relationship. You don't feel his love and because you don't have it. The basis, knowing who Jesus Christ is to you. Let's look at this. A lack of faith can limit what God can do in your life. Oh, wait, hold on a second. A lack of faith can limit what God can do in your life. Let's read this. Watch. Mark 6, 4 through 6 says this. Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own hometown, among his relatives, among his own home. And he could not do miracles there except lay hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. Hold on a second. This is the Jesus Christ. This is the Christ who came down from heaven, took on human form to die for our sins. The Almighty One, he created the earth. The Bible says he spoke. He spoke and life came. Everything that we know, he spoke it out. Oof. The power that's in his hands, the power that's in his voice. Hold on a minute. He could not do any miracles there except lay hands 
and a few sick people and healed them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. Faith. Oh, well, I thought Jesus was all powerful, Adam. I thought Jesus was all strong. He can defeat the devil. Come on, somebody. He has. And he is strong. But it's your choice. If he's strong in your life, it's your choice. If he's real in your life, that's your choice. We all have a choice to make today. Will you choose to let God be strong in your life? Will you choose to let God be who he is in your life? Come on, somebody. Wake up. Wake up. Jesus Christ is alive. He's real. He's waiting for you to realize this is what I need. But it's your choice. He doesn't force. Again, he could have shown off. He could have done all these different things. But he said all he could do was lay hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. If you don't have faith, nothing's going to happen. It's going to limit what God can do in your life. We don't want that here today. Let's understand what the scripture says about that. Hebrews 11:6. It's always good to get in your Bible and get this inside of you. The messages and the words that we're putting up here, the scriptures that we're putting up, get it inside your heart. Because there are going to be times when you're living your life and you're going to feel like it's impossible to keep on coming. It's impossible to feel his love. Watch this. Hebrews 11:6 says this. And without faith, it is impossible. Hold on. It is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. I don't know about you, but impossible is impossible. I like the Adidas commercial. They say impossible is nothing. Hold on. When it comes to the Lord, without faith, it's impossible to please God. It's impossible. Impossible means you cannot do it. Do not be deceived. You cannot please God without faith. And living a life of faith means that you're living a holy life. You're actually doing something about it. Faith without deeds is dead. Oh, I believe. I believe I have my cross. I believe Jesus is Lord. Look, I go to SUM. I go to Bible college. Faith without deeds is dead. Jesus said, I'll know you by your fruit. Let's keep on reading. Ephesians 2.8. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift. Everybody say a gift. Almost. Say it like you're awake today. A gift. One more time louder. A gift. A gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast. Understand this. We're not moving on past this unless you know it's by faith. Faith in your life, where you're at with the Lord. You can be just a new believer. You can say, man, Adam, I want to have a relationship with Christ. And today can be that day. Or you can be an SUM Bible college and you say, you know what? Without faith, it's impossible. Let me tell you something. Whether you're a Bible college student, whether you're someone who's just coming to the youth, let me tell you, faith will get you places you thought you never can get. Faith. You're not walking by what you see, but by faith. Because we're standing what? We're standing firm on the word of God. And I believe that, for it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. It's by faith. But then nobody else tell you. It's not by taking all these different religious things or keep on taking communion, keep on getting baptized. By faith, you receive that. You start living that out. Amen? Will you follow Jesus or the crowd? Today, I didn't want to preach a long, lengthy message about something awesome. But let me tell you something this. I want to just refocus who Jesus is to you. Who is he to you? Who is Jesus Christ to you? People didn't believe. They didn't follow even in Jesus' time. Hold on. You mean 
here's Jesus Christ. He's doing his thing. He's laying hands on the sick. He's speaking the word of God. And yet people didn't believe even in his time. Only if I was there, Adam. Only if I saw Jesus, I believe. Then I'll believe. But it's getting hard to believe because you know what? My mom and my dad, they're always arguing. They don't have a right relationship. My brother's on drugs. I can't even do this. I'm pretty messed up. I don't even know. I'm getting bad grades in school. It's hard. People didn't believe even when they saw Jesus move. That's no excuse for us not to live for God. We can go through every excuse you may put up. Well, you know what, Adam? You know, I hang out with some other guys and... You know, that's, Jesus is lame. They don't talk about Jesus. We, we smoke. We get down. I promise you, you might think that I'm sounding foolish right now, but that's some people in this place. Jesus? You go to church? <laughs> nah. Nah, nah, nah. They didn't believe even in his time. They're going to be doubters today. But you, come on, you guys find yourself at Elevate today, and I'm asking you today, who is Jesus to you? What people say, I love this. What people say about God does not diminish or lessen who God is, who Jesus is. And isn't, isn't that wonderful? You guys can smile now. You guys can rejoice. Because watch this. Just because they say, well, God is fake, God is dumb, doesn't take away anything from his glory. He's still king of kings and lord of lords. You can say all you want, but guess what? He's still powerful. He's still lord of lords, but is he lord of lords of your life? Watch this. There's some awesome things you guys probably if you guys read your Bible, you find out. But watch this. From Mark 6 on, Jesus began to do this. So look, we just read from 6 verses 1 through 6, okay? And there are people that, I don't believe this guy. You don't think Jesus might have been like, man, even my own people. You know, some of the closest people you have in life are family, right? And there's no pain like family pain. Let's get that right. There's no, fa- no pain like family pain. When something goes down in the family, that hurts, that hits close to home because that's family. And here are Jesus' family and friends. What? Isn't this <laughs> whatever? No. And they began to mock him, and they took offense at him. You don't think Jesus could have been like, man, disciples, I'm done. They don't believe in me. And here you see Peter or Thomas. Come on, Jesus, you can do it. I believe. No. <laughs> that didn't go on. Jesus knew who he was. It didn't lessen anything or take away from who he was. Watch this. From Mark 6 on, Jesus began to feed the 5,000. What a wonderful sign. And 5,000 people at that time, and the census, you know, America takes a census of how many people, whether what nationality you are, how many people are in a house. They go around taking census, right? When they took census back in that time, they only counted the men. So here, Jesus feeds the 5,000. They're only talking about the men. But you have to believe there were women and children with the men at that time. So scholars who research this, who look at this, might say, you know what, they're a bit close to about 20,000 people. 20,000 people. Jesus fed them all. Wow. Oh, but wait, people don't believe in you. So Jesus walks on water. Come on, somebody. I'm not talking about that, that David Blaine or anything. Jesus, he was the first awesome God Almighty walking on water. Like, what's up? I own this. This is my earth. He walked on water. He heals the sick. All right? You look at the Bible, you find great stories of Jesus healing the sick. Let me tell you something. The Bible doesn't have all the space to write about all the healings that he, that he did. If you were to take and write of every healing Jesus Christ did, you'd have enough to fill up some of the biggest libraries in the world. 
Jesus was awesome. Jesus was great. He was doing great things. He cast out demons. He said, what authority do you come by? Be gone. He didn't have to say in Jesus' name because he asked what? He was Jesus. Be gone. Even the disciples went out and drove out demons and sick people were healed. Jesus said, no, okay, Peter, Paul, I'm mean, Paul, Peter, come on, he's talking to all the disciples, the 12 that were close to him, the ones that were traveling with him. Now you go out. Now you do it. And guess what? Disciples went out and drove, drove out demons and sick people were healed. Guess who I'm looking at today? I'm looking at disciples of Christ. You guys can do the very same thing he sent out those disciples. But wait a minute. Hold on. Before we start doing great things for God, but who is Jesus Christ to you? Who is he? I've been asking that question since the beginning, and I want you guys to begin to say to yourself, who is he to me? And take a real deep reflection, like, wait a minute. I don't want to move on. I don't want to learn about all the things in heaven if I can't get the basic of God coming down and saving me from my sins. Who is he to you? Jesus is the Messiah. Mark 8, 27 to 29. You guys can flip there, but I'm just going to read it off the screen. It says this. Jesus and his disciples went on to villages around Caesarea and Philippi. On the way, he asked them, who do, you, who do people say I am? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. Verse 29. But, but what about you? He asked. Who do you say I am? Peter answered, you are the Messiah. I love what my chancellor, the chancellor of my school, he was preaching a message, and that guy's anointed by God. But he was preaching a message, he's saying the, the point of the scriptures is to get you to this point. Who is Jesus to you? Who is God to you? What have you made him today? I'm looking at disciples, I'm looking again at new people, I'm looking at SUMers. But what has the Lord become to you? And I'm not saying that you're backslidden. I'm not saying that you're, you're filthy sinners. I'm not saying that you're horrible people. But if we can't get this right, if we're so busy, can't even just reflect on the thought that he's God in our lives and thank him for who he is. Come on, guys, something's wrong. But what about you, he asked. Who do you say I am? Peter answered, you are the Messiah. It's all about, listen up, it's all about the revelation of Jesus Christ. Who is Jesus to you? Who is he? If you can get that in your head, if you can get that in your heart, who is the Messiah? Who is Jesus to me? You're heading in the right direction. Let's keep on going. Names of Jesus. I love this. I love you guys can take notes of this. Watch this. The names of Jesus. He's the son of God, son of David. He's the word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He's the lamb of God, savior author of life he gave us life come on somebody he's the alpha and the make the beginning and the end guess what he's the beginning and he's the end <laughs> he's the line of judah y'all didn't catch that i just repeated myself you guys got excited see it's the holy ghost come on he's the king of kings and lord of lords guess what there's no other greater king above him there's nobody like in front of god he's the lord of lords you know what that means he's boss I love that. King of kings and Lord of lords, he's supreme. The holy and righteous one. Come on. He's the head of the church. That gets me excited. you know why? Come on. He's the head of the church. you know why? Because he's leading us today by the power of the Holy Spirit. God is leading us today. And I don't have to be afraid. 
You don't have to be afraid because he's the head of the church. He's in control. But is he really in control of your life? These are all the names of God. Jesus. Who is he to you? Well, Jesus is, if all you can say is just, Jesus is elevate? Come on, you're missing the point. Come on, Jesus is, um, he's church? Come on, you're still missing the point. Come on, go on a little deeper. Uh, Jesus is discipleship? Come on, go a little further. Let's go to the basics. Who is Jesus to you? What have you made him? You know, people didn't believe. And I'm not saying I'm the perfect one above you guys, but I'm saying that at times following Jesus Christ can be hard. But it's a choice. We come back to the beginning. It's a choice. Who is he to you? Who is Jesus to you? I want you guys to stand up with me. I want you guys to stand. The whole purpose of this message is who is Jesus to you? And we're not going to have a great altar call, but what we're going to do is we're going to have a time of worship. And I want to let the Holy Spirit minister to you guys because he's in this place. You know, I'm going to have I'm going to have my leaders come up. We're going to do things a little differently today. I want my leaders to come up first. Thank you. Can we get some volume on the keyboard? And instead, instead of always having leaders pray for you guys, I want my leaders to look up at me. What God is doing in this place is great and mighty, far beyond what we can do. And he's going to use us. And for everybody out there listening wanting to be a leader, this is what you want to be. He's going to use us, and we need to focus. So instead of having you guys pray for the youth, I want you guys to draw in, press in. You yourselves be an example. Get closer with God. Who is it to you? Refocus that here today. And everybody's going to join them, but I want them to lead by example. Not to say that they're greater, but they are your leaders. And we follow our leaders. It's holy and pleasing before the Lord. It's a good thing. So as, as the music explains, I want my leaders to just draw in today. And youth, if that's you today, come right now. Come. We're refocusing who Jesus Christ is to us today. Who is Jesus to you? Come on, today we're just going to worship the Lord. We're going to praise Him. We're going to get excited. Come on. today, guys. If we understand who he is in our lives, come on, we're heading in the right direction. I pray right now for a revelation of Jesus Christ to break the hard hearts, to break the stone-cold hearts in Jesus' name. I pray for the baptism of fire in Jesus' name. I pray for a renewal of a relationship in Jesus' name. I pray for a heart cry after God in Jesus' name. Jesus, we're going after you. Corona Maya Nea.
everyone, as the music plays, just keep on drawing in. Just keep on drawing in. Press in today. to worship to the song before we head out in this missile. If we can get the song. Mm-hmm.